Hello, and welcome to Cumulonimbus. Today, I'll be taking you through the history of one of my favorite foods in celebration of their 50th anniversary. That's right, I'm talking about Otter Pops. As a brand, Otter Pops were first introduced in 1970, but they draw on a long line of frozen desserts throughout history. The oldest resource for frozen drinks was ice, so let's start with that. Ice drinks have existed since 4000 BC, where ice houses along rivers held cold ice for the rich to enjoy in the Mesopotamian heat, and ice slushies existed everywhere from China to Rome. Roman granitas built on earlier desserts that used snow or honey or fruit juice, kind of like shaved ice, but later in the Roman Empire, Italian ice was reportedly invented under Nero's reign being made with a similar process, except instead of the flavoring being poured on top of it, it was mixed together. Meanwhile, in the Middle East, flavored syrups made of sugar, water, and flavorings were served over snow or ice. These were adapted into sorbets. Around this same time, ice cream was invented, but we don't care about ice cream. Not today, at least. We do care, at least a little bit, about snow cones. Because if you think about it, an otter pop is just a snow cone inside of a tube, right? Snow cones are made specifically with crushed ice, and were popularized in the mid-20th century starting in Texas. They're now popular in Hawaii under the name of shave ice. Snowballs, with their softer ice construction, the ice is shaved instead of crushed, are maybe more similar to otter pops in texture. They were invented during the Industrial Revolution in Baltimore, where ice wagons would pass out shavings of ice to kids. The kids' parents added flavorings like fruit juice, and the dessert grew from there. And now, a brief side note about popsicles. According to legend, popsicles were invented when Frank Epperson left a glass of soda mix and a stir stick outside overnight in his Oakland home. However, this story seems a little bit unlikely due to the fact that it rarely gets cold enough to freeze in the Bay Area, and freezing an entire glass of soda would require it to be below freezing for a significant amount of time. Regardless, Epperson did invent and patent popsicles, and I'm grateful. Not only did popsicles become very popular, but they paved the way for other mass-marketed frozen desserts, such as Otter Pops. Otter Pops are classified as freezies, similar to popsicles, but contained in plastic rather than on a stick. Often, they don't have to freeze as firmly and don't need to be frozen during transport, so they're cheaper to produce. Other names for freezies include Freeze Pop, Zuper Duper, Juice Pop, Freezer Pop, Ice Pole, Pop Stick, and Icy Pole. Interestingly, all of the popular brands of freezies in America, Flavor Ice, Pop Ice, and Otter Pops, are all made by one brand, Gelsert. Initially, Gelsert was a gelatin powder drink company that created Flavorade. They got into the freezy business by acquiring Pop Ice in the 60s, created Flavor Ice, and then bought Otter Pops to get that West Coast market. Myself included. But it's not all fun and games in the world of Otter Pops. Let me introduce you to the Sir Isaac Lime scandal. In 1996, the Otter Pop Company wanted to replace Sir Isaac Lime in exchange for Scarlet O'Cherry. So this nine-year-old kid, Kevin Key, picketed at the Otter Pop's headquarters with his cousins and a petition from his elementary school. His mother says they were inspired by the Brady Bunch, and Kevin, a quote-unquote math whiz and spelling bee champ, wanted to keep the Otter Pops the same for the sake of tradition. His protest, amazingly, actually worked. 
The LA Times article from 1996 covering this event is absolutely fantastic and includes gems such as the fight began three weeks ago when Kevin's stepfather, Daniel Cordova, learned about Sir Isaac's impending demise from the Otterpop homepage on the World Wide Web, an arm of the internet. And, I was grumpy, said Kevin, who has three Otterpops every day after school with a Gatorade chaser. I got real mad. And, if they had just had the flavors, it wouldn't have been a big deal, says Cordova, an office manager. But they gave them a name. They gave them a face. Kevin Key's stepdad has a point. The Otter Pops do have names and personalities, each of which is inspired by a historical figure and featured on the Otter Pop homepage. I'll leave you the joy of reading about their personalities for later, but let me just say that they are widely varied and absolutely fantastic. While I am ashamed to tell you that I've yet to try Otter Pops tropical variations, the original flavors mean a lot to me. I have fond memories of eating Otter Pops during the summer, eating the extra large ones while on vacation, cutting my tongue as I tore apart the plastic, and even eating them as nourishment while sick. To this day, I firmly believe that Otter Pops are delicious as they are nourishing. Maybe on paper they aren't healthy, a conglomeration of sugar water and flavoring, but Otter Pops are good for the soul. And, as the most modern iteration of an ancient food, it seems to me that they are the signifier of our generation. Wrapped in our modern plastic with flavors as classic as strawberry and lime, it's not surprising to me that Kevin Key was teethed on these life-giving desserts. If you've never had an Otter Pop, I urge you to try them. If this podcast can't convince you, I don't know what will. They're really nostalgic for me, but perhaps for you they'll mean something else. Food truly is what you make of it, and Otter Pops exemplify that trait. So go out there and make it something. This episode of Camilo Nimbus was inspired by Otter Pops, my favorite summery snack and my love for writing about liquid-adjacent food histories on this podcast. I've done horchata and hot chocolate in the past. If you have an idea for a future episode of Food History, please feel free to contact me on the show Instagram at Pod or my Instagram at o.h.c.l.a.i.r.e. This episode was written by me, Claire McNerney, with theme music by Shana Sert. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you again soon. But for now, I don't know, my throat's kind of tired from talking. I think I might go have an otter pop. See you later. <laughs>